0: Good afternoon and welcome to the Happy Half Hour. I'm Lee Cuban. I'm Sandra Priestley. Welcome to the podcast. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. It is January and I am drinking water. Yes. I am. And you know what? I have been watching online um, about dry January. Why do I, have I never seen this before? Have you never like, seen this? Never. Like, where have I been? But anyway... So um, I know a number of people who are doing dry January and I got um, a client whose husband is as well. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to do dry January and I don't drink a lot. So it's not going to be that difficult for me. But I was thinking about this and how sometimes like even just to make that change, to change that identity Mm. of, of, you know, that you kind of create of being a drinker to change that identity. It sometimes needs people that are willing to like sit with you at the bar and drink water. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that's just kind of my thing this month. It's going to be me just being the person who is going to do dry January too. Nice. Well,
1: I am not doing dry January, <laughs> okay. But I too am drinking water,
0: oh.
1: and I don't know. I think it's peach. Oh, peach water. Oh. Yeah, it's peach. It's good. Cool. Um, but the only reason—well, not the only reason—but the main reason is because I'm taking my grandson to his Kid Strong class when we get done, oh. and then I'm going cycling to a cycling class with all the girls from work. And I'm not figuring I need a drink before I do either of those two things.
0: Probably better to drink water. Yes. Correct. Awesome, okay. So tell me how things are going.
1: Yes, well, Mercury is out of retrograde. Woo-hoo. Yeah, yeah. I, had, I had some computer issues. <laughs> well, and it's funny because I have like three hypnotherapy sessions from today and I email them out to my clients when I get done. And I can't get an attachment to attach oh, from my okay. email. And so I'm like, well, Mercury's gone. So I don't, I'll have to figure that out. But I'm, I'm not annoyed by it anymore. It's like, oh, uh, it's all outable. Yeah. But something that I did this, this week is I finished The Alchemist. Okay. And it's the second Alchemist that I've read. And the reason I've read two is because... It's suggested reading for my class. Mm -hmm. And the first one I ordered apparently was the wrong one. Okay. There's two books called the alchemist. It's weird. The stories are very, very similar. One of them is bigger. Okay. And I fell in love with the story. And so I got the second book in that series, which is the magician. Mm. And so I'll be starting that as soon as I finish another book that I'm reading (laughs) you're like oh it like sucks me in but anyway so I got the alchemist the right one and it's a little book it I mean you can probably read it in two days it's not a you could probably read it in a day if you just sat down but I I can't focus that long but it's about really discovering your inner power and how life just lines up for you if you'll let it And if you'll follow the breadcrumbs, so to speak, Mm -hmm. and when adversity happens, it's happening for you to put you in a place for something else. It leads you down a different road. And so you're watching, this particular one was about a shepherd. And Mm -hmm. the alchemist, the first alchemist I read was more modern day.
0: So So I read kind of this book. Um, A friend of mine years Mm -hmm. ago, probably 15 years ago, she sent me this book, The Alchemist. Now I am dyslexic. I don't love to read. I don't find it relaxing. I find it frustrating and I get really tired. So I have to really force myself to read it. Now, that being said, using the Kindle app an open dyslexic font with the black background I am a fucking rock star I mean I can Mm -hmm. read so fast um and it and it doesn't make me tired but anyway she bought me this book and I don't know why because like she doesn't read either (laughs) but she said she loved it so much and Mm -hmm. it was the shepherd one because I remember thinking why am I reading this but the other thing too was that I would read it a little bit and force myself because she said it was such a good book and life-changing and I would force myself to read it a little bit and then I'd stop and then I would go back to it thinking okay I really have to finish this book and then I would go back to it and then I couldn't remember where in the hell like why was he here and so then I had to go back again and so I never finished this book didn't get to the reason why you read it
1: yeah so you get it for your kindle yeah because it will awaken something in you. Hmm. It will It will make you start to look at your life different. And I think it's when I finished it, and I was telling you this earlier, that the words, we can do hard things, came up for me. Because what he had to do was hard. Like him going through the desert, he almost died. Like people were trying to kill him. And I thought about when I was roller skating with my granddaughter and she kept falling and she said, Geely, this is hard. And I said, well, Maria, we can do hard things. And that just kept coming back to me and thinking there are hard things. When we, when we learn anything new, when we start a new thing, it's always hard, but it's because we don't know it yet and we have to practice it. And so this book just gave me a different perspective about life and about our journey.
0: And is that what you think awakened, Like when you say it'll awaken something in you, what is it that you feel like awakened in you? Is it that idea?
1: No, it's, more, it's deeper than that. It released some of my doubts, some of my fears, some of my worries. And increased my knowing, like, you're on your path. Hmm. This is what you came for. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It always unfolds much more beautifully than I ever imagined, especially when I'm not trying to control it, when I'm just allowing it and listening. Mm -hmm. And instead of trying to anticipate what's going to happen next, where do I need to go? What do I need to do when I can just be and know that I'll know in any instant. What's next? If I'll listen.
0: Yeah. You know, a friend of mine has been, she's been experiencing um, some grief situations in her life. And she said for a full year, she kind of was really struggling and she read this book. She can't even remember what the book was called. She She downloaded it and it was like a super small book, but something I always believe that every time you read a book or every time you sign up for a course, even if you are disappointed in the end of it, there's always a message. Like there's always Always. a reason that you were brought to it. And so Mm -hmm. there's always something that you can look for it to change you. Yeah. And there was a quote or something, this concept. And she said, the concept was that God sends gifts to those who push through. Mm. And- Isn't the prayer of Jabez? Oh, I have no idea. I don't know what it was like, no clue. She didn't say, but I, I feel like I have- to that conclusion on my own already like I I always say like I give this example of we my husband and I we would go and walk our dogs when we lived in the mountains we would go and walk our dogs and we would be on this path and the path was like big huge um uh stumps like and so I was always like looking down so that I didn't trip because I'm like (laughs) I could easily trip on these big, huge, like roots and things that were all over this path. And our dogs would be like, just going crazy, running and never tripping and stuff. And they would go off in the bush. I would be like, just panicking and, you know making sure that I wasn't lost. And they would go off and be like, just carefree. And they would come back sometimes they would be rolling in mud and like dead things. And I always thought to myself, you know, all we need to do is just stay on the path and know that there will be things, there will be stumbling blocks. There will be things that distract us and they're smelly pawns or dead carcasses or whatever they were rolling in. Right. And, but as long as we just trust that the path is where it's going to lead us to where we go Or where we're meant to be, where we're meant to go, as long as we just stay on that path Mm -hmm. and we don't spend too much time in the distractions and just trust, we will see such a beauty at the end of it. Mm -hmm. So it is like, it's the same as this idea of like God sends gifts like to those who push through, to those who like just keep going. And I think it's so, so true. And also, If we focus on where we're going, instead of focusing on our feet, (laughs) focusing on like rolling around in these things, the distractions, I think we, we see the gifts show up faster. Yeah.
1: Well, because we're looking around. Yeah. We're not watching the ground going, am I going to stumble? Am I, we're taking it all in. Exactly. And sometimes it's like, oh, let's go down this path. Mm -hmm. let's oh this looks interesting this looks fun
0: yeah
1: you know it's not this circular path that we have to stay on Mm -hmm. (laughs) or there's not one path Mm -hmm. but it's being guided and as things happen instead of making them bad and wrong going why is this happening for me where is this leading me Right, right. And when we can do that, oh, Mm -hmm. I know, because then we don't get bunched up. Yeah, about shit that doesn't matter.
0: I think too. Sometimes we we get to the space where whatever situation we're in is feels too hard, and Mm -hmm. sometimes we just need to take that moment, that break, that like. Okay, this is too hard. I gotta stop and kind of have this moment with ourselves where we, you know, realize. Okay, wait. It might be hard, but I can do hard things. Mm-hmm. And we try again. Yeah. Hopefully Let's take a nap. Shorter. <laughs> regroup. Yeah.
1: And refocus, and then get back on it. Exactly. Exactly. Instead of just saying to hell with this Mm -hmm. like where's my car how do I get out of here (laughs) right I remember I was doing a half marathon and I think I was probably 40 I was at least 40 and I was doing doing it with two girls that worked for me that were in their 20s okay and so in the beginning we're all jogging and that lasted for about a minute, and I might be exaggerating. Wasn't long, Sandra. And Diana just took off because she's wow. a runner. Okay. And Crystal then took off, and I'm like this baby jogger, like really kind of a walker, but I try to act like it's a jog, kind of thing.
0: Yes, <laughs> that would be me. Mm-hmm.
1: And, but I knew I was going to be alone because I did not want to hold them back. You know, I didn't want them to have to stay back with me. I just said, y'all go, I will meet you at the finish line. So I had my music in my ears and, you know, had that going. And I would run downhill, walk uphill and doing things to just help me, push me along. But I was feeling good. And then it was about mile three or four. I'm downtown Austin. So it's like up and down hills. I'm like, okay, I think I'm bored. Like, I think I've had it now. <laughs> And I've got, is it 13.2 miles to go? Or t- 13.2 miles total? I don't 13.1. know. 13.1, I don't know. It's a long time, Sandra.
0: Right, seems like that would be a long time. But I'm
1: sitting there going, how many hours is this going? I don't know that I can do this. And in my head, I'm thinking, if I can just get to the garage, I'll go sit in my car.
0: Yeah.
1: There's no getting off the path. There was no getting off the race. Wasn't happening.
0: Dang.
1: <laughs> but what it did was teach me about life. And mm-hmm. things get hard and you want to quit. And what do you do? You keep going. And then there will be somebody that's much older than you, much more out of shape than you, mm-hmm. running past you. And you'll see their age on their calf. And you'll go, oh no, 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 no. And rush of energy to just what get up cool and go past
0: it. To put their age, to put their age on your calf. We
1: all wrote our age on our calves.
0: Well, that's awesome. hmm
1: So how motivating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially when you see somebody like, oh no, you got to catch up. Yeah. And, or if there's a kid running by, well, I'm not going to lie. There were no kids near me. They were on the other <laughs> end, <laughs> but at the very end, I remember my hips hurt so bad because I, uh, let me tell you, I didn't train for this thing. I just, I walk eight miles at a time. This is easy. I could totally do this. I'll just, you know, walk and run. But at the end, I was like, I don't know if I can pick up my feet, but I'm in the middle of nowhere with no one I know. So we come up on the last hill, which is where the finish line is. And it is literally all up and around. And I'm looking at it going, fuck, like I'm almost there, but how am I going to get up there? And then I spot Logan and Paul. Waiting for me and all, and the girls had finished. They're all sitting over there, but Logan and Paul stood out to me Mm -hmm. and they're cheering for me. And I'm telling you, as soon as I saw them, I start running again. I don't know where that energy came from, but it gave me the push I needed. It was amazing, but life, sometimes you want to quit. Things get rough, but man, the beautiful things that you see. When you stick it out yeah. and get to the end, what am I, you know, and I'm not talking about life in general. I'm talking about all these
0: things along the way. And that's and the goal. Things we learn about ourselves mm-hmm. when yeah. we're in those hard times too is. just, mm-hmm. I don't know, so illuminating. hmm yeah. It's like we really show I, I um I used to work in the federal government and I we were in a strike situation, so there was a picket line and all of this stuff. And I remember one time the union president saying you really see who people are during the difficult mm-hmm. conversation. Yeah, and it just happened to be about the strike situation, but I really took that to mean so much more. You really see the grit, and yeah. you really see the compassion, and you really see who people are when in those hard times.
1: Mm-hmm. Like what comes out? What's what comes out of them?
0: What comes out of them? Yeah. And and you know, yeah, I see so much um especially my kids just push through like the the grit and the determination almost shocking sometimes and then it's the focus it's And yeah like it's it's so inspiring like it, even when you were even when you said you were going roller skating with maria and she just said okay like i'm done hmm but what you had said before I interrupted you was <laughs> that she, she took a break and then she went back. Yeah. She, she fell mm-hmm.
1: and and hit her head a little bit. And she said, Julie, I'm done. And I said, okay, let's go. And I didn't want her to be done, but I also didn't want to make her stay out there. Yeah. If she needed to be sitting down. So we, we took her skates off and we went and sat down and we watched everybody skate around. And I thought she was going to say, Julie, let's go home. Mm-hmm. And she said, hey, Julie, I'm ready to go back out. And internally, I was like, yes. Yeah. Because she took a minute. She assessed the situation. She rested. She saw that everyone else was out there because she had no fear. She wanted to be in the middle of the rink in front of all these people. I mean, it was insane. Wow. Zero fear in that child. And she just watched everybody, how they were doing it and said, okay, I guess sometimes you fall. And I already fell. So let, let's go. She put her skates back on and she was out there. And that's how I want to live. If I need to take a break, I'll take a break. But I'll get right back to it.
0: And I really feel like, that's how she'll live her life. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. what's cool. Mm-hmm. Right? Like it's so cool.
1: Yeah. Seeing just, the
0: pattern now. At that young, at that young age, like that's how she'll manage. And if we can, I wish, I wish I could. Well, not that I wish that I could go back, but it's so it's so interesting to look back on times like that and think. Oh wait! If I just paid attention, if I just known that that's how he or that's how she manages things, I can expect that same now at age nineteen and twenty one. Like we do evolve, but we have these patterns of like, you know. Oh yeah. Falling down, sitting back. Having that, like, you know, as they say, come to Jesus moment with yourself, kind of like, okay, let's go. And then going back in, mm-hmm. like we have those patterns that we can kind of rely on. Yeah. Yeah. And we have the ability to, to shift them, but knowing that in her now, like, wow, you just know, you just need to give her a little bit. and well,
1: she'll. Get- and I'll be able to remind her of that one day if she ever forgets. Yeah. She has a moment. Mm -hmm. where she doesn't remember that, I can say, don't you remember who you are?
0: Yeah, exactly. This is
1: how you handle these situations. Yeah. And I was listening to Abraham this morning and she said that she was talking to Abraham one day and said, why is it that when it's a crisis, like I am focused and I can manage it and figure it out like that. Mm -hmm. And and Abraham said, because you're zeroed in on it. That's yeah. all you're thinking about. You can do that with anything at any time. It doesn't have to be a crisis, mm-hmm. but during those times you shine because you then direct everything towards that which you want mm-hmm. and not in opposition to it. And it made me go, yeah, I do that. I do the same thing. Paul and I are great at that. When the shit hits the fan, We'll come together and go. Okay, mm-hmm. wh- how do we fix this? What are we going to do? And we'll have it fixed before you know it. It's in the day to day sometimes that it's easy to be lazy because e- our focus doesn't have to be so precise.
0: Wow. Eckhart Tolle kind of talks about that too. You know, in the power of in the power of now, mm-hmm. he talks about how. Um, there's in moments of crises or like, like where we become so focused, we're not fearful. We're not overrun by emotion. We just become so hyper-focused and we think so clearly and we just become yeah. divine led. Yeah. And it's because we are so in the now. Yeah. We have no other option to be. We're so in the now in mm-hmm. time sort of slows down like if you're in a a spin in a car or something right like time slows down so that you're so so precise with how you. yeah and the rest of the time it's like we're kind of subject to our thoughts and our fears and the past and the future what
1: if this and what if this and last time i did this this happened and All the stories that slow us down and keep us stuck and that feel like shit.
0: Exactly. Uh Exactly.
1: Once we start training them, Mm -hmm. things change. Um, Lily got sick this past weekend and, you know, it's the weekend. So their doctors are closed. So she gets an online appointment. And it's a kidney infection is what they figure out or UTI or whatever. Mm -hmm. Give her antibiotics. She starts some, her fever's like 103 for days. And her fever comes down a little bit, but she's still in a lot of pain. And so on Monday, she got an appointment. No, Tuesday, Tuesday, she got an appointment with the doctor And goes in there and the doctor is like, I don't think you have a kidney infection or a UTI. I think you have appendicitis.
0: Oh gosh.
1: So I'm getting the texts, you know, they think it's appendicitis. They're going to send us to the hospital for a CT scan to verify. If her urine comes back clean, that's what they're going to do. Mm -hmm. And so I'm sitting there going, I'm a shit mom. I was telling her, they just got your meds wrong on for the, you know, for your kidneys. You just need new meds. You'll be fine. And the poor baby has been, is, you know, has appendicitis and could have died or it could have ruptured. And I'm going the story. And then my mother texted me, how's Lily doing? Mm -hmm. And I went to go. Oh my God. Yeah. And then something came over me almost like, and shook me and said, Hey, do you even know what the symptoms of appendicitis are? Because it's probably her kidneys and it's probably not appendicitis. So do you want to give attention to that with your mother? Get her all riled up. Get the whole family going, oh my gosh, four and five minutes or 10 minutes or 20 minutes to go psych. Yeah. So I went out to the front office and I said, all the girls were sitting up there and I'm like, hey, what are the symptoms of appendicitis? And they're like, oh my gosh, you're vomiting nonstop. You have terrible, terrible stomach pain. Um, And they were just kind of going through symptoms that were not at all. Lily. Lily. Mm -hmm. And I went, oh, it's not appendicitis. It's her kidneys. She's fine. And sure enough, a few minutes later, Paul texted me, UTI.
0: Oh, perfect.
1: So, and they changed her medicine and today she's feeling much, much better, but that would not have been my normal reaction Mm -hmm. of wait a minute, stop. Don't tell the story. Yeah. And it felt so much better.
0: It and feels so easy. powerful, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. It just it just feels like this personal power to be able to sit in observance of our thoughts. Yes. And our emotions mm-hmm. and not go there. What do you want? What do you want? Yeah. You want to yeah. sit in that shit?
1: Or you want to look at what you want? it's the exactly. path of least resistance.
0: Absolutely.
1: And on that note, we are out of time.
0: We're out of time.
1: <laughs> this went quick. yet Well, thank you, Sandra. And thank you guys for joining us. We will see you next Thursday on the happy half hour. Bye. Bye.